Welcome to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards Marketing on Tap podcast. This is episode number six, and we are sponsored by the EGC Group. I am CBMA's co-founder and your co-host, Jim McCune, and with me is CBMA's co-founder and your co-host, Jackie DeBella. Hey, hey. And today we are with Jill Dews. She is at the awesome Daughter Creative, and they are located in Calgary, which is Alberta, Canada. And they are doing some exciting projects in the beverage space and beyond. Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill. Hey, guys. Well, nice to be here all the way from Canada. (laughs) I heard it's cold. (laughs) It's really cold today. We had an ice storm last night. We have lots of snow on the ground. Oh, man. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Daughter Creative and what you guys are up to? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so uh, we are based in Calgary, like you said, which is in Alberta. Um, If you don't know where Alberta is, uh, we are the second province from the left in Canada. So uh, we're land bound um, province of about 5 million people, uh, about 120 breweries in Alberta. And then we're based in Calgary. So Calgary is a city of about 1.4 million people. And we've got about 40 breweries here. So, so a pretty young brewery scene, but um, growing fast. Um, so I am a partner at an ad and design agency based in Calgary, and we're called Daughter Creative, and we're 11 people here in Calgary, and we are almost five years old as an agency, so so pretty young agency as well, um, but we're actually made up of a lot of senior people who've sort of spent time in big multinational uh, ad and design agencies around the world. Um, I was born in Canada, but grew up in New Zealand, hence the slightly strange accent, um, but I've been back in Canada since 2010. And uh, the way that I sort of came about into the beverage industry is in 2015, uh, my husband decided that he wasn't really loving corporate life very much. He was a journalist um, for a long time and he decided he wanted to open a brewery. So the planning started on the brewery side of things. And um, in 2018, he opened Cabin Brewing up in Calgary here. And me working at a design agency, uh, he decided that we would be the the best ones to do their identity and their packaging. So we sort of dove deep into the world of beer. And I don't think I've come up for air since. Um, So here at Daughter, we work on three different breweries. Uh, We work on a cidery as well. And then we have worked on two distilleries also. So lots of good sort of beverage experience and a craft soda company as well. So uh, I can sort of, yeah, where do you want to start? Do you want me to sort of talk about what we do or start with sort of the the Calgary? Yeah, scene? I mean, if you, uh, you can kind of dive into both, but, you know, we haven't had anyone on who can kind of talk to a different scene than what we're used to here in the U.S. So maybe give us a little bit of background on, you know, we know our craft beer history and the boom that happened. Did you guys have something similar And, you know, within the agency, did you see sort of an influx of clients coming in in the industry, which is where, you know, it sort of led you to where you are today? Totally. Great question. Um, We are still booming at the moment. So I'd say um, what happened up here is in, what was it, 2013, um, the government in Alberta changed the legislations up till up till 2013 here in the province that we're in. You couldn't open a brewery unless you were about 100,000 heck, so 100,000 barrels. Um, so they they changed the rules in 2013 and let a brewery of any size start to operate. 
So 2013, we had four breweries, all, you know, really big ones. Um, when they changed those rules, the, the floodgates kind of opened and we started seeing um, nano breweries. So you could basically brew a keg of beer a year and put it out and call yourself a brewery legally. So, so the legislation really changed the scene up here. So we now have, since 2013, when we had four breweries, we now have around 40 breweries. So around 35 or so have opened in the last nine years. And there was a real flood up till sort of, I'd say, mid-2019. And then um, obviously when COVID hit in 2020, uh, the new openings have really slowed down. But we have a real combination of breweries up here. So it's so a really young experimental scene. Um, most breweries are sort of 1,000 to 5,000 um, barrels, so pretty small and really taproom focused as well. So lots of people selling their beer in tap rooms, um, selling it in kegs to restaurants, not a lot of canning until recently. Uh, COVID really changed that as well. And then um, I think uh, like a lot of owners are doing everything. So people are starting a brewery, they are still running everything, they're running the social media, they're running the marketing, they're you know three or four people full time. And it's, it's really great. Like as an agency, I think we get to work with the decision makers. So we're sitting around a table talking about, you know, what styles they're going to make next, what's selling, what's not, which retailers are really doing, doing a good job. And we're, we're helping to name the beers. We're writing the copy. We're doing identity systems. So I think it's, it's really different. I was listening to your episode with, um, the guy from Kodo, which sounds amazing. They're they're really working with a lot of really established breweries who are looking to sort of refresh, whereas we're looking at really helping people to sort of go to market and, and develop really efficient systems, which is super fun. Isaac Arthur from Kodo, they do great work and it's amazing um, the various processes and how different it is from a launch to a refresh to... Um, even refreshing a mature brand. Um, so your husband owns Cabin Brewing? He does, yeah. So he's one of the co-owners. So they opened up in, um, in late 2018 and um, uh, there's him and two other guys and they're doing really well. So they're in year three now. Um, they won Alberta Brewery of the Year last year in their second year. And they are prolific in terms of putting beers out. So um, we figured it out the other day. We did 43 unique beer labels for them in 2020. So that's around one a week, which is a lot. <laughs> uh, we work on two other breweries as well. Um, one's called The Establishment, and they've just turned two years old. Okay. So it's another new brewery. And another one called Annex Ale Project. And Annex is four years old, coming up to four years old. So they're considered pretty old in the industry, which is which does feel really different from, from the industry in the US. We were sort of talking about this the other day. I think um, when I first moved to, to Canada in 2010, we used to go to Montana a lot. That's sort of the nearest, nearest American border crossing for us. And we'd go down there and we would just drink so much IPA because it was so amazing and we'd been drinking it in Calgary but by the time it sort of gets up here it's just not that fresh and I think we you know now that we have all these local breweries around it's we're spoiled for choice we just we we now know what fresh tastes like <laughs> I love that, that it was Montana that that had yeah. it for you um I would love to hear more I know you mentioned Annex we haven't talked enough about craft soda and the importance of that coming up in the industry um, I know throughout COVID last year as well, and we could touch on that, but we saw a big boom in that as well at breweries um, as another way to make money. So how is that process maybe different when you guys are thinking about marketing that, those labels and things like that? 
Yeah, Annex, um, Annex has their ale project side, which has um, core beers, long-term seasonals, and then short-term releases. And then they have Annex Soda Manufacturing, and they actually um, they have a, a tap room with a soda shop next door as a physical space. So the two are, are really closely connected. And I think it's been super fun sort of figuring out how much of the beer identity flows over into the soda identity. Because I think a lot of people, you know, come across their sodas when they're in the tap room and they uh, they do a lot of mixed drinks um, in the in the tap room itself. But obviously, you know, when you're making a soda, you want it to appeal to everyone from like a five-year-old to a granddad. So, so we really sort of had to uh, pare back some of the, I guess, the sarcasm. Um, the Annex brand is, is a really interesting brand. We didn't develop the brand ourselves. Uh, we inherited it when the brewery was about two years old. But the owners, Erica and Andrew, just had this like amazing kind of slightly sarcastic tone of voice. And I think it's, it's one of those breweries, and I haven't seen a lot of breweries like this, where copy is a really important part of the whole brand. So, so we, we spend a lot of time on copywriting. We have long copy on the cans. We write a lot of copy for like beer releases. And I think that's, that's quite unique. A lot of, a lot of beer cans are very sort of visually focused rather than copy focused, but we, we really sort of pulled back the sarcasm a little bit on the soda to make it sort of more fun and more playful. And I think um, when you look at the, the soda cans and the beer cans next to each other, you can tell that they're cousins, but they're sort of, they're not brother and sister necessarily. So that's been really fun. And they have a, a killer ginger beer. Um, they also have a really great root beer, uh, a Saskatoon berry lemonade, which is a local berry fruit. And then um, they're just about to release a craft cola, which I think will go over very well. That sounds amazing. And then I guess um, another interesting thing about Canada is that um, in Canada, uh, cannabis is legalized. Mm. So back in uh, 2018, uh, we legalized cannabis as a nation. So not just province by province, but nationwide. So Canada was only the second country in the world to do that, um, to legalize cannabis nationally. It was really interesting sort of seeing what happened to the beer industry with that legalization. So I think there was a lot of concern that it was going to take a big chunk out of the market. And I think after year one, um, the stats came out and, and they said the beer market had dropped by about 3%, which wasn't huge. Um, you know, it's still concerning, but but not too bad. But I think there's a lot of interest at the moment in, um, in non-alcoholic cannabis beverages and then non-alcoholic beers in general. I think we always find in, in January, especially people are doing their, their dry Januaries and, and, you know, vowing to never drink again, right. which, you know... <laughs> The sales start to come back again in February, <laughs> but it feels like there's a, a bit of a different generation of people who are looking for those lower alcohol beers, um, no alcohol beers. So I think that's that's a real sort of upcoming trend. Um, we've gone through that whole trend here of releasing everything's like 9% plus and these giant triple mm -hmm. IPAs, and which I love. I love a good triple IPA or a good sour. But I think the the sort of the summer of lagers might be heading our way. Wow, that's really interesting. It's it is a little bit different down here, but I, I agree on the the soda front that that has become a major interest for sort of the calorie counters too. Um, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's definitely a shift that I think we're seeing across the world, and and we've seen it with with entries as well. We're, we're seeing a lot of sodas get entered. Um, you know, you brought up. 2020 and we obviously in the u.s got hit very hard with covid um the industry suffered but 
there was some creativity that happened um, to keep income flowing and and beer flowing um, with our breweries. You know how how did things work in Canada? Were your brewery shut down? Were they able to shift their model a little bit to keep income coming? Yeah, they were, and that was that was really interesting to be a part of it. Actually, um, uh, Hayden, my husband, and I had been in New Zealand in February, and we were um, coming back. Uh, through the United States when COVID hit. So we were actually in Las Vegas when everything closed down. So we were sort of sitting at the airport. We drove to LAX in the early hours of the morning with our kids and just kind of waited there and hoped we were going to get home. And that was March 15th, which was the day that they closed schools and closed everything. Um, So we came back and and things were pretty chaotic for a couple of weeks. Um, The breweries, uh, a lot of the breweries here are super collaborative because they are still still kind of startups. Like there really is enough room in the market for everyone at the moment. So the competition's not not too fierce. So the breweries all sort of got together. Um, They all banded together and started uh, putting together a model for home deliveries. So they managed to switch that on within about, I'd say, I think it was about six or seven days. So they all switched to sort of online ordering. Um, We were building the website at home here. Um, They shared vans. They figured out, you know, logistics of picking beer up from each other's breweries and, and, you know, mapping out these delivery runs. And it was really amazing. And I think a lot of, I said, a lot of the breweries here are taproom focused. So a lot of breweries weren't really canning all of the beers that they were making. They were, they were, you know, kegging them and serving them in the tap room. And I think it really forced people into canning, which as a design agency was amazing because we suddenly got a whole lot of business right, right. to develop labels. <laughs> yeah. And then it was really good for the sort of like the, the other suppliers in the industry too, like the, the canning industries and the printers here. Um, so it was really great. So I think we we really sort of started to prove our worth as an agency by developing really efficient systems for, for labels. Because I think you, you guys would know, you know, when these guys are releasing a new beer here, these smaller breweries, they're doing about 8,000 cans at a time. So they can't afford to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on design for a label every time. They just don't have the margins to do it. So I think one of the things we really focus on is developing what we would call a brand system, which is you know, a, a really strong sort of templatable system where each release feels new and feels fresh, but it's not going to take us 10 hours to turn it around. So we can turn labels around, you know, within a day often for clients. Um, and uh, yeah, we've had really great feedback on that. Just sort of just the fact that we're pretty practical and we understand that, you know, as much as we want to sit down and spend a week on this, that just can't happen. Right. <laughs> so that, that, that sort of COVID really forced that, that creativity and that system to, to get more efficient. And the breweries actually, all three of the ones that we work with, I would say sold more beer in 2020 than ever We've before. been hearing that. So people, great yeah. news. Such great news. Yeah. Yeah, everyone was stuck at home. Um, there was kind of nothing to do. It's pretty cold here in winter. So, uh, yeah, all summer long, people were drinking in their backyards and then winter came and, and yeah, we didn't see it slow down. So it's great. I think um, while, while new breweries haven't really opened, we haven't really seen a lot close either. So it's great news for the industry. I'm, I'm impressed at how collaborative they've all been. Uh, amazing work. Um our listeners, please check out daughtercreative.com and you'll see some of the projects that Jill was speaking of and uh, the work that we've seen here for, you know, Cabin Brewing and Annex Ale Project and um, the design in the craft soda space is, is really incredible. 
Yeah, it's been super fun. Actually, working on three breweries is is great. So um, Cabin Cabin has like a really uh, sort of uh, memorable look. We call it modernized nostalgia. So it's basically taking things that you might have found in your cabin in the 70s and then giving them like a modern spin. So there's lots of like oranges and browns and retro patterns. And then Annex has this really sort of copy forward approach, which which makes them feel quite different. And then with Establishment, um, which is the other brewery we work on, uh, we developed this really pared back system. Um, they were a bunch of, of guys who were engineers um, in the oil and gas industry here and decided to open a brewery and had this really sort of technical perfectionist side to them. Um, so, so we developed this really great sort of black and white system. And I'm really sort of proud of the work. When I see all of the cans sitting on the shelf, they all look super um sort of cohesive as a brand but really distinct from each other which is really fun as an agency because the last thing we want is for all our brands to look the same or to feel like they're they're sort of cannibalizing each other so I think it's it's been a a really nice challenge to to work on those brands and and keep them kind of yeah I think everything that you're saying really translates um and they're very unique and so beautiful and I always say the best packaging um makes it look yummy and and that's the one thing I look at I want to try all this. Yeah, we get this amazing feedback. People will sort of say, I bought it for the can and then I went back and bought it again because it was so good. And it's like, as a, as a design agency, there's no better feeling because it's like, you know, the product's good. And if you can help kind of, if you can just encourage somebody to pick that can up off the shelf. And I think we've, um, we've got a really great uh, uh, retail scene up here as well for cans. So um, our local grocery store, which is a member-owned store up here, Calgary Co-op, they're really great at bringing in things like single cans. So you can go in and you don't have to commit to a four-pack. You can pick up, you know, eight different single cans and take them home and try them and then go back for the ones that you really like. And I think, you know, getting people to pick it up is, is just that, that first little hump. I've always sort of said, don't judge a book by its cover, but I think that's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, totally agree. <laughs> and it's nice that, um, you know, some locations you can uh, sample various beers and it's a great feeder program for new breweries and established breweries even to launch new product. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And there's been tons of collaborations here um, between local breweries as well. So, so breweries really sort of, you know, picking another one in town that, that feels kind of aligned in terms of values and putting something out. And then you see this great sort of crossover of audience. I think that's another thing we've um, we worked really hard on is the breweries here are quite small still, so they don't really have advertising budgets. So people are really relying on social media to get the news out about new releases. And I think we do a lot of work on sort of motion. And motion is kind of king now in any kind of design agency. But being able to to take a can and bring it to life, um, we've won some awards for our cabin. Uh, we call them canimations because we like dad jokes. But there are these little sort of you know little animations of the can designs with with music tracks behind them, and I think they've got a real following. And we've we've developed that for sort of the establishment and annex as well. Their their own sort of distinctive motion ideas. And I think seeing those social media followings really grow into the you know cabins of just over sixteen thousand people in their sort of their third year, and it's people are basically the the demand outstrips the supply for the beer, so they'll put a beer out, they will email out to their suppliers, and it's basically gone, which is amazing. Yeah, (laughs) which I know won't last, but I think it's it's lovely while it does last. Uh, I have to ask working with your husband as agency and co-owner how does that work (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's been fun, actually. Um, you got to bring we, home beer. Uh, yeah. Oh, he does. We have a kegerator down in the down in the basement. Uh, it's great. We um we have a hot tub in our backyard, which I think is essential when you live in a place that is as cold as Calgary. And we call it like the hot tub of business meetings. So we'll basically go out there and we'll talk about new beers. We'll brainstorm names. We'll, you know, brainstorm ideas for patterns. And then we have a really great designer at Daughter, Ben, who works on all of the cabin beers. He's done all of their cans so far. I think we sort of, we give him these like names and this inspiration, and then he just kind of brings it to the table. And it's it's a really, really efficient process, but it's, it's quite joyful as right. well. Like it just feels... It feels like you're playing like it's the because we well to date the beer has all sold really well it's like you you feel very free to experiment so we've um we've done some super cool labels we did a we did one that was a crossword where you had to the crossword was on the outside of the label and you peeled the label off and underneath were all the clues and we did one that was had glitter all through it uh, which the printer hated I think we broke their machines <laughs> And then we did a we did a beer for Canada Day that had little maple leaf <laughs> stickers all over it that you could pull off on things. So it's it's been super fun to just play with like label techniques where we really want to do a scratch and sniff Ooh. one. So that's my next goal is a scratch and sniff hop. Beer. It's amazing. I mean, just hearing the innovation and the creativity that you guys put into the work, it's always fascinating. And um, I know you guys yeah. are going to compete this year in the 2021 CBMAs. And really, that, that's the whole reason we developed this competition. And it's really the only one in the world that's recognizing and awarding the very best marketing in the brewing industry. And uh, this year, that includes across the world, as well as hard cider and seltzer and mead. I love it. I'm so excited. We're a long-time listener, first-time caller, but we've entered our awards. I did them all well before the deadline, so we're we're really excited. We're going to tune in. I think we were all um we all really wanted to go to the uh, the craft beer um, marketing conference last year in Texas, and it, it didn't happen. And I don't think it's going to happen for us this year either. But you know, maybe 2022, we're holding out hope. But yeah, we can't wait to see. I've, I've, you know, I've been through all the winners from last year. Love yeah. the stuff. I was um, listening to the, the um, podcast with um, with Emily from Ten Barrel. I love that Wizard Staff tap handle. I just think it's amazing. There's some really great stuff on there, and and you know, we're hoping that we get up and and make the podium. What about um, cider? Like I know here in the U.S., cider is fairly new, but it um, exploded just the way craft beer did. And I know that you, you guys have worked yeah. with um, Bramble Cider. Yeah, yeah. So they are a super fun little brand. Um, just a husband and wife who started that up. They both still have their full-time jobs and they have twin daughters as well, uh, young daughters. So they're busy people. But Bramble, we sort of brought to market about, uh, first cans came out about six or seven months ago, and they've um, done three releases. They're just about to do their fourth release. But cider's a, a real up-and-coming thing here in Calgary. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think of cider, think it's very sweet um, or, or has a lot of flavor added to it, a lot of fruited ciders. Uh, Bramble are doing really dry ciders, so lots of kind of um, dry hopping, uh, lots of farmhouse funk, 
when they do have sort of a flavor added, it's, it affects the color, but it's not sort of cloying or overwhelming. So that's been really interesting too. And, and yeah, I think that's a, a real expansion in the market here. We have a couple of meaderies in Calgary as well. And then we have, uh, we have six or seven craft distillers up here too. We're working with a craft distiller at the moment. So I was at a whiskey tasting last week, helping them determine what sort of blend they should be putting out. It's really great. I, I think I sort of said it before, but because the, the industry is so young, you really are sitting around a table with the owners and the master distillers and the brewmasters, and you're talking about product as much as you're talking about marketing, wow. which is, I mean, you feel really invested in, in seeing these guys do well. And everybody kind of knows each mm. other. We know their dog's Aww. names. We all sort of, pre-COVID, we would hang out and have beers and yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good time to be up here in this. Jim, industry. I think uh, we need to get to Calgary. <laughs> Seriously, I'm yeah. looking at this right now, saying, "Wow, this very thoughtful design and such beautiful colors." I, I really gravitate towards it, and um, I would definitely drink it. And I think that's uh, the goal with any type of great packaging work. So, uh, kudos to you and your whole team. Uh, what, what is there something behind the name daughter creative oh, yeah daughter it's such a great name it's kind of our um it's our mini manifesto so i think um like i i think i said earlier we're sort of we're a bunch of pretty senior people who've worked at big sort of global agencies and i think when you work at a big agency you often work on things that you aren't super connected to so you get put onto client accounts where you know, it's not something that is morally in line with your own values. So I think when Daughter was started, it was like, we want to do work that that really respects the person on the other end. Everybody is somebody's daughter or somebody's son. And we're talking to people. Like we're not talking to target audiences or demographics or eyeballs. Like these are people. So I think it's, it's like a real North Star for us. It's kind of when we get approached to do something that feels a bit questionable, we always say, you know, what would Daughter do? <laughs> And it's it's been a really nice little sort of moral compass for us. So we work on we work on a lot of nonprofit brands up here as well. We have about sixty clients, which is a lot for an eleven person agency. Um, but we're working on a, a cancer center at the moment. Um, we we do a lot of work that feels super meaningful. And the the beverage industry. I mean, we're all beer lovers. We we really sort of I don't know. It's it's part sort of beer love and part entrepreneur love as well. Like you really want to see these companies get off to the best start and develop these really strong systems and really kind of make their name. And we look at we look at companies down in the States, like, you know, Modern Times is one of my personal favorites. I was in Portland in February this year before before everything happened and got to go to Modern Times and sit there and just drink the most amazing beer and sit in those atmospheres. Um, there's one in New York called Grimm that I'm dying to go to when yeah. things open up again. I think we, we look to these amazing, you know, breweries in the States and, and we kind of, we can see the future and we want, you know, our brewery industry to get to that stage. It sounds amazing. I, I love the messaging with that and, and you guys get to really follow your passions at work. That's, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on cinnamon rolls Ooh. at the moment as well. It's like I have the best job in the world. Wow. <laughs> You're in cinnamon rolls. That's amazing. Very inspiring. Um, and guys, don't forget to check out our CBMA sponsors page. And please visit presenting sponsor, hillebrandbeer.com. They have been supporting the brewing and beverage industry since 1984 with supply chain management, keg logistics, and beyond. 
They offer many intelligent solutions like Keg ID, Keg Fleet, and EcoBev, all developed to make your life as a brewer easier and to help your business grow. Hillebrandbeer.com. Don't forget that March 15th is the CBMA's final entry deadline. At that point, all of our judges, which are 350 um, professionals from around the entire world, will start to visually critique those entries and we'll start generating the rankings and eventually the winners. And we will be having our um, live broadcast of our award ceremony. Uh, I think we're releasing that date pretty soon, and we look forward to that. Jill, anything else that you guys have going on? Anything else new going on in Canada that we haven't heard about? Um, I think there's a real there's a real push at the moment around I think last year was a lot about sustainability I think this year there's a lot of push around diversity and inclusion so we're working on a couple of um, non-profit uh, pro bono accounts at the moment that are one in the craft beer industry actually called the next round which is all around you know developing scholarships to get more people into the industry you know whether it's in the tap oh, nice. rooms or into the brew school into the packaging side so I think diversity and inclusion is a real there's still a real you know white bearded male industry and I think everybody's very aware of that and very aware that that's not right and it's not very reflective of what it should be so I think there's a lot of I think that that will be the focus for for us in in 2021 is is making sure that this is that everybody can experience this industry in the way that that we do that it it, it really does have its doors open to everyone that's amazing. We're big supporters of that as well. And we wanted to thank you so much for being on our show today. And we learned so much and I can't wait to get feedback from our listeners on all the great work that you all doing collectively up there at Daughter Creative. And we are looking very forward to drinking a beer with you guys in person whether in that tub. be in Canada or Montana <laughs> or the next CBC. I won't be picky. Wherever it is, we'll be there. Amazing. Thanks. I love the podcast too. I've listened to all of them so far. So keep it up. It's very cool. Oh, yeah.